Would you take your Bibles and turn to please Genesis chapter 5 tonight here? And uh, it was a marathon day yesterday, good day. I talked to seven pastors I counted up yesterday. And uh, for long periods of time, I had six or seven hours of pastoral talking. And you probably, most of you know, would know this, all seven of these pastors. Of course, they're all somewhat local pastors or pastors that have, I think every one of them filled our pulpit at one time or another. And uh, it was interesting talking to uh, them about this, that, and the other as we start a new year serving the Lord together. And uh, we're, in the, we're supposed to be in Galatians for the record. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, what's, uh, I got a new computer a couple, three weeks ago, and I'm uh, working the bugs out or learn, learning a new system and so forth. I got a new Bible program and, and uh, been busy, quite frankly, with uh, sidetracked with just, just busy days here, I guess, and just getting up after a couple, three weeks of uh, the holidays and so forth, and so I just wasn't able to do justice to start off the Living in Liberty series the way I wanted to, and so I, I took a lesson from thinking about uh, reading these verses here a few, few days ago. I took a lesson uh, that uh, we've given before, but uh, we want to look at the Ephesians, or rather Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 to 24. I'm going to try to be done fairly early tonight here. We have a deacon and trustees meeting tonight here, but Genesis chapter 5, familiar verses, so, well, to you veterans it's familiar, I guess. But let's begin in verse 21. And Enoch lived 60 and five years and begat Methuselah, the oldest man in the Bible, of course. And Enoch walked with God and after, after he begat Methuselah, 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. He lived uh, the number of years that is most uh, uh, days in one year, of course. And then verse 24, and Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. And let's go over to the one verse in Hebrews chapter 11 and uh, just want to deal with this subject tonight of Enoch and walking with God in Hebrews 11, verse 5, of course. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was, found, was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And I want to deal with this subject of Walking with God tonight, and uh, just the minutes that we have, every year I like to start a new fresh and a, a new and a new consecration, a new desire, a new zeal, uh, and we've talked about it, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, and we want to walk with God in 2019. Let's just make our prayer here in just the minutes that we have. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, everyone in this room here tonight, Lord, as far as I know, knows you as Savior, Lord, they love you, they've walked with you for many years. Lord, I pray for those that are not with us tonight. There's many that it could that come to mind even as I'm praying, Lord. I think of Peggy Isley, and, or I think of my father tonight in a, a special way, and I pray for others that uh, know you as Savior that are not here tonight. Lord, I pray a prayer blessing on them, but Lord, we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, and just use these words here tonight to speak to our hearts about walking with you this evening, and we'll thank you for it. I pray this in Christ's name, amen. Just four brief statements, of course. We find them in Hebrews 11, verse 5, of course. The Bible says, And Enoch walked with God, and he walks with me and talks with me and tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. known. And then the next phrase is, God took him. 
uh, I hope that God takes me in the rapture and uh, that he translates me. In fact, the next phrase is, but by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not uh, see death. And, uh, you know, there are several raptures in the Bible. The first one, the first rapture in the Bible was Enoch, that he, he didn't see death. Of course, he was raptured. We see another rapture, if you will, catching away. And you understand that what that word rapture is. And who else in the Old Testament was ca caught away in Elijah, right, and caught up in the fire chariot. Really, the Lord was caught away. He was caught away, and of course, we could think about the Mount of Transfiguration for a moment, but we could also think about when he was on the Mount of Olives, and he was caught away. And, uh, and so we see that, so people say, I don't do that rapture business. Well, the rapture's already happened, and other, many raptures have already happened. And so it's, uh, one day I look forward to that day of being translated and walking with God, and the next thing you know, we're with, with him in his presence. Then the last little phrase, of course, is he had this testimony that he pleased God. And what does it mean to walk with God tonight here? And we uh, want to deal with this subject tonight just in, just in brevity here in just regards to uh, what it means to, to have a close walk with the Lord. It means to be in agreement with God about cer certain things. First of all, to be in agreement with God about sin. We could think of verses, and I was going to have you prod you, but I think of Romans chapter 7 and verse 13. You know, some people think that sin's no big deal. A lot of people think that sin's no big deal. In fact, many people think that sin is just a fabrication of religious or corrupted minds, if you will. I mean, they, they don't even believe in the ideology of sin, of course. And then there's even Christians that minimize sin, like, well, everybody does it. For all of sin, they come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners, and so we're just all in this together, but... When you walk with God, you, you're very cognizant of sin, and you don't want to sin, and you want to you uh, work at this. Romans 7, 13 says that, that we might make sin, Paul said, exceeding sinful. He said in that chapter 7 of Romans, he said that, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this sin? Sin ought to bother a Christian that wants to walk with the Lord. And sin is the real thing. We ought to agree with God what, what, what sin is. And uh, we can't make our own list. God already has his list of sins. And there's sins of commission, sins of omission. There's, there's uh, big sins, little sins, but they're all sin. And we need to agree with God. And we, we ought to walk, want to walk a walk that's, that's pleasing to the Lord without sin. And uh, if we walk in his spirit, as First John tells us, we, we, uh, we sin not if we walk, abide in his spirit. But it's when we walk in the flesh that we begin to sin. Then we agree with God about salvation. And uh, it's by grace alone. And I know I'm talking to a Baptist church tonight here. And so, uh, but I was reminded of fresh and new. I gave the illustration already Sunday about the Church of Christ preacher that was my dad's bedmate uh, there in a, rather in the hospital room. In 55 years, he's been a, or a Church of Christ pastor. And his wife said something to the effect, and I, I think she was serious. And I said, when I told Charlie, I said, it's Pastor Charlie. I said, Pastor Charlie, I'll see you in heaven. And uh, she said something very seriously, actually. She said, well, hopefully he'll make it. And I thought, what a sad thing to say about a preacher of the gospel, supposedly a preacher of the gospel. But he has a different gospel. In Galatians 1, 6, I was going to we're going to get started on that today, but uh, there's not another gospel we're going to find out. It's, and, and if anybody preaches another gospel, it's going to be accursed, anathema. There's only one gospel, and I agree with that salvation is all by Jesus Christ alone, for by grace are you saved. 
then, uh, then we agree with God about his service. It's our reasonable service, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I wrote down a couple of verses. Romans 12, 1 and 2, 2 Corinthians 8, 5. Familiar verses to all of us. Uh, first, give their own selves to the Lord and then to the will of God. And uh, we, we, uh, we believe that service, uh, that we present our bodies a uh, living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And that we ought to be serious about serving the Lord. We mentioned... Sunday, about you all have an occupation. Most of you have an occupation you, that occupies your time and you get paid for it. But a vocation is your life calling. And all of our vocation is that we're to honor Jesus Christ wherever we're at, in our place of work, and uh, in our family, in our daily lives. And so we agree with God about sin, about salvation, about service. Number four, for time's sake, about, we agree with God about giving. I made a statement a couple, three weeks back that and, uh, it stole it from somebody who stole it from somebody who stole it from somebody that uh, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. And if you really love God, you're going you're to give. You're going to give of your time and your tithe and your talents. And you're going to give, and God loveth a cheerful giver, and you're going to be serious about this thing of giving. Uh, I'll be elusive here on, a little bit on purpose, but I was with, a, I believe, a uh, a legitimate, uh, I mean, millionaires are a dime a dozen nowadays, but uh, I was with a very wealthy individual for a little bit uh, this week here in the last couple, three days. Very wealthy, multimillionaire, I believe, and just uh, for a few minutes, but not living for God at all. And, uh, but a lot of money, a lot of materialism, a lot of things that they've been blessed with and they've worked hard for, but they can't take anything with them. And uh, we agree with God that... that uh, Riches, as First Timothy 6 says, that riches, uh, we brought nothing into this world, we can carry nothing out, that we, so we better give as we've been blessed, of course, and so we agree with God about our giving, about number five, dedication. I also have a slash word, another word that, to maybe buttress the point better, the word consecration. First Peter 1, 16, 17, but be holy as I am holy, saith the Lord. And so we agree that we ought to walk a holy walk, uh, and we, we add some things on. I was talking to several, like I said, pastors yesterday, and I was talking about some things that we sometimes mistake for holiness. I, and, uh, we were talking about church attendance, for example. I think it's good to go to church, not for singing and assembling ourselves together, as a matter of some is, our verse of the, for the year, Hebrews 10.25. But I don't want to have a false idea of what holiness is or walking with God, but I, I think we should for, not forsake ourselves together as a matter of some is. I think we ought to consecrate ourselves and so much the more as we see the day approaching. So much more can be said about that. But number six, and I just wrote down the word prayer in First Thessalonians 5, 17, and, and, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you or concerning, I messed up that verse, didn't I? And, uh, and everything give thanks, of course, uh, the first Thessalonians 5 there. And so we agree with God about those, those things. If we really want to walk with God, if we're walking with God, we agree with God on what he, what he agrees with. And then uh, it means, what does it mean to walk with God? It means unbroken fellowship, letter B. What do you mean by that, preacher? Well, Psalm 66, 18 says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. First uh, John one says, when we have unbroken, when we have broken fellowship, when we sin and we have we don't have confession of sins, we we break off the communication and the fellowship with the Lord. Of course, Isaiah fifty nine 
In verse 2, of course, uh, but the, your iniquities have separated you between you and your God and your sins have hid his, hidden his face from you that he will not hear. And so we agree with God in regards to, uh, if we walk with God, rather we have unbroken fellowship. And I already quoted the song. I almost had Eric sing it. I obviously uh, had, had something that we were going to preach tonight, of course. So, you know, and he walks with me and he talks with me in the garden. He tells me I'm his own. And then uh, letter C, it means an awareness of his presence. And several verses could come to mind here, but uh, the word that shall flee from thy presence, Psalm 139 says, so if I make my bed wherever I'm at, the Lord knows where we're at. We can't hide from his presence. He sees us in the dark. Uh, Proverbs 15, 3, the eyes of the Lord in every place beholding the evil and the good. He sees us all the time. And uh, Jesus uh, Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He sees us all the time. He's, he's with us and we, our spirit, we're, we could talk about the verses about our, the spirit of God. He's the spirit of God that's in us and cannot leave us. He'll abide with us forever. Now we can grieve him and we can quench him, but uh, that's not walking with God. We need to keep our accounts short. When we sin, we need to get it right with God immediately. So what does it mean to walk with God? Well, it means that we are in agreement with God about sin, salvation, service, giving, dedication, and prayer. And it means unbroken fellowship. And then when we have sin, we keep short account. It means we're aware of his presence all the time. Then Roman numeral two, and I know I've been hurrying. I'll try to slow down a little bit for a few minutes. How may one walk with God? Well, letter A, first of all, there must be a relationship. There must be a relationship. And that relationship, of course, begins with there is no relationship outside the knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And uh, I really believe that, I believe the scriptures teach that the Lord, we, we have a great high priest in Jesus Christ when we receive him as our Savior. God hears the prayers and hears the words and even the thoughts. He knows the thoughts of every unsaved man that's ever, all 7.4 billion, whatever there is on planet Earth. He hears everything. But he heeds the prayers of his children. But he, there's some that, uh, uh, I believe there's two prayers of an unsaved person that they can pray that God will hear. Lord, reveal to me your truth and Lord, save me. And God will heed that prayer, not just hear it, but he will heed that prayer. But we must be, we must know the Lord as our Savior. And then letter B underneath that. Uh, I just realized my, uh, yeah, there must be a relationship, letter A, letter B, there must be a judging of our sin on our part. We've already alluded to 1 John 1, 9. Let me give you another verse. The 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one, 31, uh, the self-judgment of the believer that we need to judge ourselves. Uh, I was talking, uh, Pastor David Davis, wouldn't mind me using him as an illustration. I was talking to Pastor Davis, uh, pastor's uh, Bible Baptist Church in Rockville, Vernon, Connecticut, I preached for him a couple months ago at a preacher's fellowship, and I was uh, surprised, I guess maybe pleasantly surprised to find out that they were a closed communion church, and that, in fact, we were the, I was the only pastor there that represented a closed communion church. Uh, a closed communion church is a church that only members only are, can participate in the Lord's Supper, and uh, I, I respect that, and I, if I had it to do all over again, I would really seriously consider maybe making that a, a, a part of our 
church format, but we, we've always been close to communion, and so we'll probably stay that way, I suppose. I just don't feel led enough to change it. But, but you say, what were you saying, preacher? One reason I became a close communion preacher as opposed to close communion was that it's my job, job to, uh, to admonish you. It's your job to examine yourself. That's not up to me. I, I put the cookies on the table, and you do with it what you do at will. I can't force you necessarily. And so that's the reason why I'm probably losing. I probably need to explain that a little bit more better than I just did. But, but, uh, but there's this self-examination of every believer is what I'm trying to say. And God's word tells us that and if we want to walk with God, we're going to self-examine ourselves whether we're in the faith, whether we're walking with the Lord like we should. Do you do that on a regular basis? I mean, I would think that we should do that on a, on, forget just a daily basis, but I mean hourly, uh, day by, you know, minute by minute basis. Are we walking with the Lord and keep short accounts for the Lord? And uh, then letter C, oh, I'm sorry, there must be a judging of sin in, uh, on our part. We must judge our sin and, and condemn our sin for what it is, not, not sugarcoat it. Then letter C, we must follow his leading. And uh, we must follow his leading in first, or Matthew 16, 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, there's uh, free will. We must follow his leading. Uh, I believe that we can resist the Holy Spirit of God. I don't, I, I, let me make that stronger. I know we can resist God's Holy Spirit. I've done it in my, in my own life. I think there's sometimes in Hebrews chapter 10 where we sin willfully. We know exactly what we're doing, and we, 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 and we do it anyhow. And we, we, we're, we're guilty. And so there's a will. Man, God God's gave us a will. I delight to do thy will, O God, the psalmist said. And this, Jesus said to his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. The, the self-denial of every believer, it's hard. I mean, there, there is the... the, the there's sins that uh, we need to deny and crucify the flesh. We need to take up our cross and follow him. Plenty of verses that deal with it, taking up our cross. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 31, I die daily, Paul said. Uh, Galatians 2, 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. So we must follow his leading, and it means sometimes denying yourself. It means... Uh, crucifying our own will and walking in his will. Uh, number two, if we want to walk with him, he must lead us. Where he leads me, I will follow. We must be willing to follow, but no, we must deny some things in our lives that we must put to death some things t- to die out to. Uh, Galatians 5.24 talks about crucify the flesh and affections and lusts thereof, more uh, Colossians 3.5 talks about mortifying the deeds of the body and the flesh. We need to kill the desires of the flesh. They're so, uh, so rampant in our lives. Uh, one thing, prayer and Bible study, just our prayer and devotions. Uh, I want to encourage you. Uh, you know, you say, well, I don't have time for devotions or I don't have time for prayer. And you got to make time. you got to say, I'm going to do this. You got to, it's part of crucifying your flesh and it's part of walking with God. And it's so important. And then number three here, what are the results of, uh, in walking with God? Number one, Hebrews eleven six. but without faith it is impossible to what? 
we've got to walk by faith. I'm confessing we got our deacon and trustees meeting tonight here in uh, a few minutes here. And uh, this is just tough to confess as pastor for 33 years. I thought pastoring would get easier. In some ways, it's, in some ways I suppose it's gotten easier for me. And, but in a lot of ways, it's gotten harder. It's just as hard and not even harder. Uh, therefore, to him know it's to do good and do it and not to him it's sin. Uh, brethren, be not many masters, nor they shall receive a greater condemnation. I'm, I should be very accountable how I'm leading you folks here. I mean, after all these years, I ought to know what I'm doing by now, <laughs> you would think. Yeah, I would think, you know. And uh, I know I should be praying. I know I should be witnessing. I should be uh, uh, all the things that, you know, a pastor should do and so forth. And, and uh, I want to please God. But uh, one of the things is I want to, in my earlier days as a pastor, I had... I had a fair amount of faith. Not that I don't have faith now, but it was almost easier for me to have faith in my 20s and 30s and 40s than it is for me, well, now my 60s. <laughs> it's, uh, we want to play it safe. And uh, we're all about uh, not taking risk. And the older you get, the more risky things seem to be. And uh, when I was young, it was just like, you know, pardon the slang here. I mean, this charge hell with a squirt gun. God's on our side. And, uh, we saw some great things and miracles happen, and I won't go into those, but if we walk with God, it means Abraham stepped out by faith. Remember when he was 75, left there of the Chaldees. And um, Enoch walked with God, and he was not. At 365 years, God said, okay, time to come home with me. And plenty of illustrations. So Moses walked by faith. At 80 years old, God called him in the burning bush. So there's still hope for us old folks, for the record, if you're like me. But anyhow, it pleases God to walk with him. Number, letter B, it brings great peace. Great peace have they, they're perfect. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. I uh, just reiterate, I just, it makes me feel so good to tell the story or to think about it. Uh, I talked to mom this morning and she called, uh, we're on a daily call basis now and sometimes a couple times a day, obviously, from. So she called this morning and uh, she told me about reading Dad the prayer letter from Brother Wayne and he wanted to pray again and make sure he was saved. And then, then about an hour later after I hung up with Mom, later on in the morning, my sister Nancy called from Dayton, Ohio and, and uh, she had just talked to Dad and she prayed with Dad on the phone and uh, she said, uh, uh, one, and I said, well, Nancy, I'm going on Monday. I just decided I'm going to do what I told Mom and we're going to get these funeral arrangements taken care of and this, that, and the other thing. And and uh, she said, uh, she prayed with dad, and we were just rejoicing together as a brother and sister. Can you believe our dad is saved, that our dad received Christ as Savior? We were just, just so happy about it, so thrilled about it. And we were pray, praying, and I don't want to get corny. It's just a humble crowd that I can just say it. But, you know, my sister said to me, I love you, Mart. And uh, we, we, the Schott family, we don't talk that way normally, you know. So uh, I've heard that, and I don't know if I've ever heard that, <laughs> to be honest with you. But uh, it's, it's all good. And there's a peace is what I'm trying to say. And as a peace that passes, it pays to, and we were rejoicing, getting to the point where it pays to serve the Lord. And I'm not boasting on or saying me or my sister, but in this case, I'm thinking of my mother, who for all these many years have been so faithful to my dad and so forth, and, and it's paid off. And God, uh, not that anybody deserves to be saved or we don't earn our salvation, don't think of that, but don't think of it that way. But it, there's a great peace for those that love God, a perfect peace. Peace of God, peace with God. Then let her see here. Try to be done in about three or four minutes here. It brings great joy, and I guess I've overlapped that. And uh, Psalm 16, 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. 
I always think of Carol Ashmore when I think of that verse. She, she, I won't go into that detail, but uh, and Brother Ashmore, you either remember Brother Ashmore and Carol, they, they made a smile on my face just thinking about them. And, uh, they weren't perfect, but they, were, they loved the Lord and they, they served the Lord. And, and uh, you walk with God, it brings great joy and brings joy to others. Then letter D, when we walk with the Lord, when we walk with God, the results are we will be more like him. We will be more like him. Every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. When we walk with the Lord, when we realize his coming could be near, we walk, we want to be more like him. More like the master I would ever be, more of his love, more humility. That's pretty neat. I just found this out as I was studying research and message for last, uh, this past Sunday. Uh, uh, brother, I can't get his name out. I can't get his name out, but grew up here in Millerton, New York. It was being a famous Baptist preacher, and he wrote that song. And uh, thank God for uh, godly songwriters, godly hymn writers. In letter E, it is the way to stay on fire for God, Luke 24, 32. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while we talked, while he talked with us by the way and while he opened up to us the scriptures? And so when we walk with God, it's, the results are we, we stay on fire for God. And uh, I tell you what, uh, the, the, Leviticus says this way, the fire shall ever be burning, it shall never go out. It's hard to keep that intensity up. I, I never liked this statement, by the way, and I, I still don't like it. I, it, might be, it might be this statement that, was there ever a time where you're more closer to the Lord than you are now, than you're backslidden? I, I never liked that statement, and I'm not sure if I believe that, because you know we go through emotional highs with the Lord. You get a great evangelist in and so forth or you know you hear a wonderful song or maybe a great service and you and uh, a tearful time with your family a praiseful time and you get real close to the Lord and then then you come to a cold January Wednesday night service with just 20 and 20 people whatever 15 people and it's like it's not the same high that we get uh, no well listen I don't know about that I, I know that I want to keep my fire burning no matter what and I might not have that hot, hot flame all the time, and, but I want to stay right and stay, stay close with the walk with God. Then letter F, last one. It is a way to be fruitful. And uh, I'm just going to tattle. I'll just tell you. I, I, sometimes I get blessings that you guys don't get. So, so uh, Brooke came to see me, and uh, I'm tattling on, on young Brooke. And uh, she was, you know, sometimes I think that people aren't listening when, when you preach. Or that God's not maybe working in hearts like you like to think. And she was so concerned about being, I'm tattling, okay, keep this secret, really, honestly. I'm really tattling here. But she was actually losing sleep and she was having stomach aches in regards to, she was so worried about her salvation that she wasn't really saved. She wanted to make sure she was saved. And I led her in the sinner's prayer. And about 10, 15 minutes after I led her in the sinner's prayer, she said, could I do that all by myself? I said, you most certainly can. And that told me also that she, she really wanted to make sure that she had received Christ as Savior. And uh, she wanted to, uh, and uh, it's, it's a way to be fruitful when we walk with the Lord. It's so nice, nice to see the Lord give us fruit. Well, walking with the Lord. Enoch walked with God and he was not. One day God's going to, we're going to, we're, hopefully we'll be walking with God when he comes and takes us home to be with him. Let's just close for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love to us. Lord, I know tonight as I 
we just had a little Bible study tonight, Lord, that everyone in this room, Lord, I know that they love you, dear God, to one degree or another, Lord, and I think that most people in this room, Lord, really desire to love you with a pure heart fervently. Lord, if we're honest, we've, we fail from many times. We have to, we, uh, we fall, and we get, but we must get back up and brush the dirt off, plead the blood, and, re- and uh, uh, walk a closer walk with thee. Lord, help us to walk that close walk with thee, we pray. And Lord, dismiss thy blessing tonight, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing that old, 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 I know it's an old song. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is ready to